I am unashamed. What about you? So in the the uh, last podcast, Dad, you were talking about, we kind of kicked it off going back to Daniel 2, talking about the kingdom yep. idea and sort of looking ahead to Acts where we are. So this where we are in Acts 17 today, um, on Easter Sunday, Mike and I preached together. And, you know, it, usually, you know, Easter Sunday, you always going to preach about the resurrection in some way, you know, because that's obviously Resurrection Sunday is what we call it. Because it focuses, which I like that. I like that there's a day, at least a day a year. But I, we had never used this. We used this text when Paul was in Athens to talk about the resurrection. And because we're in the book of Acts in, in our sermon series, just like we're on the podcast. So, Dad, at the beginning, we have a, uh, normally we have a, a kid or a teenager will read our scripture. We do a public scripture reading before our sermon every Sunday. So, we'll have some kid up, you know, it's a good way to get people up in front of an audience and the reason we do it is I like it, you know, and plus I, it gives me a chance to interact with the kids. I usually have fun with them, but this Sunday, uh, we, instead of doing it, we said, we got a a special scripture reader today and he's going to be coming to us remotely. And so we pop in a video and it's the video of you in Athens on Mars Hill, which we filmed for Torchbearer. And uh, which was Dad's movie. If you've never seen it, you can go to Amazon uh, Prime, or also I, I saw where you could buy it on YouTube, which I didn't know that and it's watch a, it. It shows the collapse of these empires, which we discussed last time, but it it also gives you a little time frame. Right. It was I happened to we go to Athens make a movie? I'm standing on the within 10 feet there's a little placard there and it, it says yeah. here's where paul stood in i don't a know a little square <laughs> yeah in the among the rocks there's a square thing and said something about the apostle paul but you know what i found interesting i literally was standing where he was at i was i was swept up in the moment well you were and it was really funny because we were i, I had tried to i say tried i did i i i, I just you memorized the I, whole speech i memorized the whole speech and and amazingly, but, the words came to me without me saying, "Let's see, you know, what what did he say in the verse?" In other words, well, we were kind of filming it, Jace. We were filming it like guerrilla style because, like, you had all these permits you had to get for stuff, and some we did, but some we were just like, oh, "Just going." It was, was against the rules well, to film. Yeah, there were some rules that we bent, you know, for for the sake of the kingdom. And so, like, we had our guys just because there's people with cameras everywhere because they're yeah. they're filming each other. So we had a couple of our guys just kind of incognito. There were hundreds of people yeah. li- listening. So Dad's got his, you know, camo. It's not street preaching because you were in the wilderness. I walked over to of. where the cameraman said walk him, and I looked down. I saw that plaque, and I looked down and. Uh, I looked around. I said, "Good night." This is where the apostle Paul stood right here. I said, "So I just, I mean, we he, started he the just, scene." He just like lifts his hands up and he just goes into the speech where there's these people like milling around and they all stop and a lot of military people <laughs> all for R and R. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them and it's a lot of Americans. Did you have your bulletproof vest on? <laughs> no, but it probably would have been a good place to have it. But I'm 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 giving the speech. In my mind, to the Areopagus via the Apostle Paul, and these but what stunned like... me? What stunned me is when I said <clears throat> he's appointed today when he will judge this world by justice, and he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. And then it right below there says, "When they heard this, some of them sneered." So I was getting ready for the sneering, but amazingly, you got cheering. When I furnished, finished the 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 speech. And, and, of course, the powers that be said, okay, cut, and, and they're ready. Well, I looked around, and everybody, I was looking at, at the film crew, and everybody was looking around like me because people wept. Yeah, and were clapping. I mean, people were just between. Really? They, yeah. were crying, they were crying. Some were crying and tears coming down their eyes. And others were just given class. Because I was out in the audience. What was funny, Jason, and some of them were like, who is that guy? And then somebody said, I think that's that duck guy. You know, so like people were like recognizing. They were trying to figure out well, what he was doing. It was really, we had no explanation. I will say that, because I hadn't, this is the first I've heard this story, that probably the people, if you went there on purpose, you probably were. Wouldn't have worked. Right. No, I'm saying the people that you were talking to went there 
because they knew this is where Paul spoke. So that's why I'm saying you probably had an encouraged I don't think audience. they were familiar with where Paul spoke and the history. Well, some of them. That? Some of them were. So they the were, Americans They were did. going around taking pictures, but when the, when when tears started flowing, I was thinking, well, they sneered at Paul, but they're crying when they when I repeated it. But I mean, if and, I was in Greece I, and I said, hey, let's go see where Paul spoke, I'm like, oh, I'm in on let's that. Let's go to Mars, yeah. The production crew ran up to me then. When I walked over, they, they said, Doc, that. And I walked over. They said, did you see that? They, Look at this. And I was looking around. Everybody was crying. So what was funny, Jay, so it kind of oh. clears out, and we're still staying around, and they're deciding, you know, you got to film again for safety. So they kind of repoed Dad. And then dad did it again. Well, by now we got a whole new audience, but the second audience reacted just like the first audience. I know it. Well, by contrast, what I was basing this on, I was probably 20 years old and I went to New York on a, at some kind of youth rally type thing. And so we get all fired up. They broke into small groups. We had events. There was speakers and somebody in our group said, let's do some street preaching tomorrow. I was like, I don't know. What do you mean, street (laughs) preaching? They're like, oh, just follow my lead. So we go to New York City. Have I not told you this story? Uh Uh-uh. We walk out on the streets because there's people everywhere. You're a teenager. I'm a teen. Well, I think I was about 20. And, you know, the guy, he just started, started preaching, preaching Jesus. So I thought, well, all right, went in New York. (laughs) <laughs> this is what we're doing. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Well, the place I, because I love this Act 17, because I think it appeals to people who are, who have no concept of God. Because he goes up there and he, and you really think about the significance of this story on what would happen later with all the Greek mythology and this people are enamored with making movies about all the mm-hmm. Greek gods and all, and here they are in this place, and the, he's like, oh, "I'm I'm seeing your your objects of worship, and what and here's one that says to an unknown god." And I and I see that you're very religious. <laughs> yeah, but and he's like, "What you deem as unknown, I'm gonna explain to you." So that's why I've always gone here with people who have no un. No concept of God. So is that the sermon that you preached this in New York? Yeah, I got up and started preaching. And what I was going to say is, I mean, I was nervous. And people are just walking by. And it's, you know, it's a tough crowd. <laughs> and, you know, the first time, I, first time I got a shut up, you moron, I thought... I, and I'm telling you, you know, you took a And I, and actually, after I was done, once you realize you could annoy someone, it, then you it, really went for it's it. It's hard to stop because, you know, there's no, we don't have you, a song. You, you don't, <laughs> you there don't are several times in there <laughs> when the Apostle Paul was like that. It said Paul raised his voice. Yep. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they would holler. I mean, I deemed after the experience, this is just not for me. <laughs> I think I'm going to go the relationship, and I'm going to share with people who. Well, now with the cancel crowd and the coronavirus, I don't know what would happen about you know they you know they're too close together. I don't know what what they I would do. I think the now. problem is, is I've been to enough big cities since then now to realize that there's a lot of people walking around who you think is in that crowd. So when you're up doing that, they just assume, yeah. oh, he he's a crazy, where's his sign? You that could says, be, the end is near. The end is near. <laughs> yeah. So that, cause I think they think you're one step away from a empty can and a sign yeah. that says, well, I did notice back during the, the summer of Chaz when the, in Seattle, they blocked off some streets and just turned yeah. it into their own little kingdom. Yeah. A guy decided he was going to take the opportunity to go in there and do a little street preaching. The difference was in Chaz, when he went in there, they beat the fire out of I mean, you know, somebody captured mm-hmm. on film. He started preaching, and they were like these guys in Acts. That's close to the book of Acts. It really was. But I you mean, know, the you difference know, they, was, they weren't open to the message. When, when I was in Russia and we – the same concept happened but not on purpose. It's like when we started talking, people would gather. 
Yeah. So like we would be in a marketplace or whatever. They were they went because you're Americans. They're interested in what well, they just would gather up. Yeah. And you you start talking about Jesus, the crowd got bigger, and so I think that's where the concept came from. But you know, in America, New York City, I, I'd love to see what happened now. I'd <laughs> probably yeah. get a, get a beating yeah. of some probably sort. The same type thing. Yeah. Well, what what struck me about being there physically, which helped me in the you know, Jace, you talk about a lot going to Israel help shape your mind around reading the gospels, awesome. and, which I yeah. can't wait to go. But in this case, dad and I were there, you know, what happens is you're kind of just walking up this trail and everything's up elevated because the Acropolis, That's a large hill. Yeah. The Acropolis is above Mars Hill. So you're, so when Paul is doing this speech, it's above him up there. You can see it. I mean, it's the leftovers of the temple oh, yeah. where all these false things were. But this... It has an eerie look about it. it I does. think that's the reason God chose this. Now, a lot of the the, the, the idols that they would fall down to, a lot of them are on the ground, prone on the ground. And yeah. somebody pointed one out and... That was that's, Zeus, yeah, the temple said, of Zeus. What, I said, yeah, there's old Zeus, what's left of him. Yeah. But I, I think God chose... Broken about three pieces, he yeah. just laying there. <laughs> if you believe his sermon is true, which we all do, you know, you mentioned last podcast that Jesus picked the right time to yep. come. If you believe verse 26 of the sermon, when he says, from one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them, the exact places where they should live. And he did this so that men would reach out, seek him, reach out for him and find him. You That also means that he came at the right time for his plan. If he's an eternal being and he inserts the earth and people on it according to his plan, well, then he realize when the proper time would be to insert Jesus. If you believe all that coming together, I think that's why when we went to Israel, we were going for ourselves because I thought, I want to see the picture of what I'm reading. However, what occurred was that everyone around me, they were then curious, and I mean the unbelievers, Everybody said they were a believer that went on the trip because that was one of the conditions for being on the free trip. But when they got there, they're looking around for answers. And so what it turned into was a presentation of Jesus. And now I'm pointing instead of just sharing Jesus. Oh, when he was right here, this is what he said. And these young, because mostly it was young people that I was with. And they were like, well, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. And all of a sudden, then they started getting into their life. And it, But it occurred to me, this is why God did this, because it's relatable to, to humans. I mean, In when fact, you start putting all the pieces together, all of a sudden, it trickles all the way down to the decisions you make in your everyday life, which, is, which it, led Jesus to a cross. Yeah. Does this sound familiar? Hang on, Dad. Let's, let's take a break. So one of our sponsors we talk about quite a bit that uh, Dad and I take the product is Omega XL. We got Mom taking it now, I understand. So we'll spend yeah, I'll out. take it from time and, to time. Yeah, we're going to get Jace consistent. It'll take those aches and pains out, especially your little golfing injuries and stuff. It'll Getting help. old, it happens. Inflammation is, is the problem. So basically, this product deals with inflammation. And they've been doing research and working on this for over 35 years. So they know what they're doing. Uh, it's good for me. I love it. I love the product. Helps me with aches and pains. Basically, you go to omegaxl.com slash fill, and you order a bottle, and you get a second bottle for free, which is pretty good. So that's a two-month supply. And the doctor told me when I first was talking to these guys that at two months is when you start really noticing the difference, and she was right. So it's omegaxl.com slash fill, or you can call them. That's 800-844-4888. When the time had fully come, Mm -hmm. God sent his son, born on the law, to redeem those on the law that we might receive the full rights of son. Because we're sons, God sent the spirit uh, into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Father, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a son. Since you're a son, God made you an heir. 
when the time had fully come. Right. In other words, only God knows. He said, right there in the in the reign of Augustus, Caesar mm-hmm. Augustus. Well, how many times did Jesus say that in the Gospels? Oh yeah, a lot. Over times not. Times my not. Times not here. Yep. My time I'm, hasn't come. Remember, yep. even at the end when she's time. hugging him and he's like, "Hey." Not time yet. Yep. You don't have time. I mean, Hang hugs on. are in. <laughs> Everything but. was on a, a, a time slot. Yeah. <clears throat> Amazing. Yeah, which is to get us there. So the one of the things that uh, before we get into the, the actual speech, in verse 18 of 17, um, Paul basically, you know, he's kind of doing his thing. He starts with the Jews. Then he's then he's moving out to the marketplace. And that there was a group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers that began to dispute with them. Some of them said, what is this babbler trying to say? Others said he seems to be advocating foreign gods, which I kind of took to mean it's like, like we don't have enough gods around here. Now this guy's going to come in with more. But the, what I was going to make the point, I researched these two different philosophers for my sermon. And it was I found it interesting that no matter what time era you're in, the prevailing thought will usually come to two sides yeah and the same here so these epicureans their deal was they were much more about pleasure nobody really wanted to work you know that's why they were all just sitting around talking about ideas which sounds familiar today in our culture (laughs) very much so but so the epicureans were all about just good times let the good times roll it doesn't matter what you do you know whereas the stoics were much more like self-control, the mind, the body is no good, kind of going Aristotle and back to that. Yeah, aristotle So, So it's interesting, the two things that these two groups were known for, just in terms of practical living, the Epicureans was just rampant sexual immorality, usually related to worship of some god. And then the other side, and it didn't matter who you did it with, I mean, they come up with more ways. Oh, yeah. And so the other side, the Stoics, you know what they were known for? Suicide. Suicide. Exactly. They'd get to the point where... Uh, I wonder if that sounds familiar in 2021. Think about without God, and you're trying to live this like controlled life and not give in to your urges without God. And so what happened was they just kill themselves. I mean, that, that's what they were known for, those two groups. So I found it interesting. I didn't know that. That's very but interesting. I've always said <clears throat> it's because even, even in God's plan, and I think it says something about baptism, when you come to God, you're basically committing spiritual suicide, which is a positive, right? In the Lord, you put to death the old person. But the because the world, Jesus died for your sins, you mm-hmm. are now dying to your sins. That's exactly right. It's yeah. a it's a valid point. So I, that's why I'm not shocked that in the physical world, because you got to remember, they're known, especially from Greece. I mean, they had all these gods. You had, if you look them up, I mean, Zeus, you know, was the god of thunder and Poseidon, the god of the sea, which Hades, the god of death. Yeah. I wonder where they got that from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they they just were trying to find the answers to all these problems. So yep. you come up with your own gods and even in our but, society today there's still how many movies have been made about Greek gods. Well, Think about it? it and all their philosophers leading up to say from 400 BC when God was silent with the scriptures but all these philosophers had come up you know Plato who Aristotle, Aristotle and then the Socrates. Socrates they are but all of their thinking there was no Jesus. Right. They, they, but the time, he, he had not shown himself yet. But so. isn't it interesting, to Jason's point, they still had this construct of their gods being someplace else and then coming to earth and interacting with, because they the gods would come down here, have sex with a human being, yeah. and then they would create a demigod or a half human, half God. Yeah. But their, their constructs, Jace, were a lot like Christianity yeah. pre-Jesus. They were still trying to figure out how does God, how do these multiple gods interact with humanity? Yeah. Of course, they'd got into all sorts of crazy and stuff. And they justified all the immorality because they were all waiting for the big thing. When, um, they literally would strip naked and be a mass orgy oh, that was right on the ground. Well, you had Aphrodite. Yep. Oh, yeah. She you was know, a and, sex goddess. Yeah. You yeah. know, I when mean, does the fun start? Because right. our God, this, this is perfectly legitimate. <laughs> hey, we, we're worshiping God here. 
But even in that, the, <laughs> the Stoics were more like, ah, that's a bad idea because they were all about intellect. So I, I found it interesting that even today you have two prevailing thoughts, you know, even in our society. I mean, we say left or right. We say progressive or conservative. It's it, it's usually the politically, it's, it's a couple of lanes that people that there, find themselves in. That is in. correct. It's the same exact thing. By the way, uh, it's pretty interesting that he goes back to, you know, the age-old question, Jace, uh, where did the cosmos come from? Where did I come from? What am I doing here? Yep. He, you know, is there any way out of here? I yep. mean, all the questions were there. Right. He was just... To telling you, giving you the facts. Right. And what's amazing is it's a half a page on a written document. Right. Just a half a page. Yeah. It covers the whole thing from one end to the other. You know what I found interesting? Physically being on Mars Hill. It ain't rocket science. I don't know if you remember this, Dad, but the there's been so many people crawling around up on that rock because this is just a rock. But that it's worn the the rock down as slick as glass. Remember, yeah, I mean, yeah. you bust your tail in a heartbeat there. Oh yeah, and that's just from all the people that for two thousand years have been crawling around on top of that. They crawl on top of that hill <laughs> by right. the millions. Yeah. I mean, because there were thousands. We saw thousands when we were there in the Acropolis and on Mars Hill. When I taught uh, Corinthians, I remember looking at the history of Athens, and um, one of the unique facts that I found was it was the world's first democracy yep yep i mean you just think they were searching and they were looking and this was part of that which then the romans history. came along and had a republic and so then here we are the all these years later with a democratic republic we took <laughs> two things from those two empires then they had i think a lot of the problem here is they had all this quest for the ultimate athlete and you know it's yep. famous for the olympic games yep. although i don't think it was ever i wonder held if that there. has anything to do with us those ramifications of that in modern day what do you think Al? by the way all the olympics in those days nude yeah, they they competed well, nude. They and yeah. I when I, mean, I, read, I don't know why, but when I read <laughs> the, they did. When I read the history, you know what's that, one that's of the, a way to spice up the Olympics. Well, one of the more disturbing passages in the Bible is is it First Corinthians five or Second Corinthians five when it says uh, a man has his father's wife. That's Second Corinthians. Yeah, I think. And you're like, well, wouldn't that be hit? No, it's, no. it's first, Kings first Kings five. Yeah. It's actually reported that there's a sexual immorality among you and of a kind that does not occur even among the past. A man has his father's wife. And you're so you're kinda like, wouldn't that be your mom? Probably or step your stepmom. Step yeah. But when I got to reading the research, what they had going on to try to they would take the best athletic looking people and match them to create the ultimate athlete. Mm. So when you start looking at it in that vein, you see how this occurs. Cause yep. they're like, they were trying to build the world's greatest athlete yeah. and they would have these schools. They would, and, and basically they would breed, take the guys yeah. and they would be a part. They take the girls, train them up. Then whoever's the two best athletes, don't matter where you came from, what, you know, if it's just your cousin, like you're your raising sister, dogs yeah, or yeah. you're, oh, let's put them together. I mean, that, that's how they were. Eugenics. Yeah. Basically, that, that's how they were eugenics. functioning, which is why this immorality was, there was right. no moral compass for that, which and was they really. I think they have a, they figured out a way to give us all immortality through these cyborgs. You know, put a chip in your brain, yeah. and next thing you know, you know your parts break down. You you replace the parts, and you got little you got little you know for whatever little electrical impulses coming from yeah. the and and next thing you know you have a world full of and they'll finally get a hide to put on them so you can't tell them whether they're people or not. It sounds like the Terminator. Yeah, yeah. All these this future- stuff is becoming you know Elon Musk or whatever the name is. Yeah. He's coming up with some doozy. They tell me. I've never read. I don't have a. No, you're right. Because right. these futuristic movies, that's what they they always assume that what technology is going to get reach We're a get place yeah. where we can make our own immortal beings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you like when you you get shot. At, you know, as long as you're not decapitated yeah. or something like that, then you can now go to a stall and they'll put something on you and it's whoop, 
up, oh, you're yep. back going again. <laughs> they can make another you pretty quick. You know, give uh, us six uh, weeks, we'll have another one. Let's, uh, let's take another break. Do y'all get as many packages delivered to your house as I do? Do you get a lot of packages delivered to your house, Jay? Every day. Every day. Me too. I mean, Lisa, <laughs> it's now, I guess, with the pandemic shopping, I don't know what it is, but the women, Lisa, and the packages. I mean, I feel like I'm uh, working for FedEx or something with all the boxes I'm having to tear down and get rid of. It's just kind of the way we are. I don't get much via package myself, but one that I look forward to getting is one of our sponsors, and it's called Bespoke Post is their name. Uh, But I love their, they call it the Box of Awesome. That's their website, boxofawesome.com. And now it's spring. People are getting back outdoors. So there are a lot of things that they can send you that's really cool. It's kind of like a little you know, surprise for me every month. And sometimes it's style, grooming stuff, cooking tools, outdoor gear, barware, things like that. So uh, to get started, if you want to check these guys out, you go to boxofawesome.com and you take a quiz and they can kind of find out the kind of stuff you like. Then they release a box every month with a lot of different categories and they send it to you. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month. You can cancel any time. Each box costs $45, but it has $70 worth of gear inside. So you're getting a pretty good deal. You also get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up. Boxofawesome.com. Enter the code FEEL at checkout. Boxofawesome.com. Enter the code FEEL and you get 20% off your first box. Check it out. Do you remember when this started, Dad? It was in the 70s with the $6 million man. Of course, oh, yeah. Back then, $6 million meant a lot. It wouldn't get you very far yeah, now. No. But the, <laughs> Lee Majors, Lee Majors, he was a, some kind of CIA mm-hmm. operative or something. He got hurt where they put all these bionics in him. And then he was like, they would have the music. And he'd be, it looked like he was running really yeah. fast, but he was just in slow motion. That the was- reason, <laughs> if you look at it, it's in the Tower of Babel, 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 he said, left alone, there's nothing that they won't be able to accomplish. We've gone. So he slowed all that down. But now you hear people talking about the one world order. They're basically saying there's nothing we can't do. If we all come together, it'll be the world order. And all these cyborgs and all that stuff, they said, we'll create our own immortal beings. So I was reading it. They, they're playing they God need one d- more time. I think it's in the UK where they can now implant a, a cell phone in your one of your teeth. Yeah. So that you can you get it all in. So I was thinking we that's might right. do that for you for Father's Day next time you go to the dentist. Yeah, that's all well, I they need. need. They need to dub in just in the promo sixty million and change <laughs> like when they watch the reruns. I always notice there's a commercial that sells outdoor awnings. <laughs> and look, they won't do another commercial. Right. They run the same commercial, but if you watch it closely, when he gets to the price, it goes like these uh, Asian movies where they have the mouth is his mouth, they dub in a different amount. I'm like, make another commercial. You keep going up and edit that out. And they're like, oh. Bob, next year you want to edit in $2,500. So what they're doing now is they're trying to make their own offspring. In the speech the Apostle Paul gave, therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think of that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by man's design and skill. We're going big into man's design and skill in the year 2021. Mm -hmm. In the past, what God said about it, the Apostle Paul is doing the token for him. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. We're back to it again. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he's appointed. He's given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. They want to be able to do that, Al. Exactly. That's why I long to do that. But they want to do it. They don't want. Right. They say we don't need any help from God. Yeah, that, that's why. By the way, nations rise and nations fall. Right. It's well, their view right. or lack thereof of the God of heaven. They were trying to create the ultimate person. Yep. And that's why he <clears throat> was. They're still a, trying. He, he was addressing it the way he was because they had all these philosophies, and for him to make them stop and think, because really when you think about the questions he answered, which is always, I revolve this sermon around three questions and I've shared it hundreds of times to individuals, because when you think about how did we get on the earth, 
That's question one. What are we doing here and how are we leaving? Those three questions come to the forefront in his speech. Yep. Well, if you're a human being, no matter what you got going on, what's your philosophy, how powerful you are, because at this time, this place was rolling. Those three questions stop them in their track. Now, granted, some sneered, but you get to the end, but some put their faith in it. Well, they had everything. When the Apostle Paul gave this first century, they had everything but one thing. They didn't have the technology. Well, lo and behold, 2,000 years later, they do have the technology, mm -hmm. but it's the same mindset. We're God. We right. don't need to bow down to anybody, you know, to give us immortality. We'll make ourselves immortal. Well, you know, I'm I'm neither a prophet or son of a prophet, but uh, I'll make a prediction. Elon Musk, he's going to go on the ground. That's it. I mean, he's done some amazing stuff. But at the same time, at the end of the day, people are still facing the same thing, technology or no technology. Well, that's, that's you what can people do all the fail. research you want on it, dude, but <laughs> in the end, they're going to have your funeral. Don't forget that. I mean, somebody's going to be know, speaking. Look, Al, we've met a lot of celebrities, a lot of powerful people, and you say, well, how do, what do you do around them? I ask them the same three questions mm -hmm. that I would ask my plumber or the guy I meet on, on the street. Yep. I'm like, they're fair yeah, questions. I, I would say, how do you think you got on the earth? And hear what they got to say. Yep. Then I'd say, what do you think you're supposed to be doing here? And they'll they'll come up with an answer. Usually they have the first two. They have that worked out in their mind. That third question is the one that usually stops them in the tracks. Yeah, how are you, gonna get how are you leaving? <laughs> because the, the obvious answer is in a box. And just... Unless you're hoping technology will somehow come along. Or they'll say, my spirit or... And, and I think they have the same response that these people is like, we want to hear more on this subject. That's right. You think? <laughs> if you can answer those three questions, you have my full attention. Right. I don't care where you came from or what your pedigree is. If you have an answer better than what I've come up with, you should you should pay more attention to this. So I would I would compare the current one of the current philosophies that's very similar to what Paul's doing with here in our culture is this thing about climate change. I mean, it's a religion to yep. these people. I mean, like it is the, but why? Because we're going to fix the planet. You see what I'm saying? I mean, we caused this, they say, and well, now we're going to well, fix it. But, and we're going to do it by carbon emission. But, we're going to do this. We're gonna but do that. they say, cause you got to leave it for, I mean, I'm, I'm being fair to what they're going to say. They're like, we should preserve it for future generations. That's basically their catalyst. Because there's no, I'm telling you, I'm saying there's more than that. I, I agree, and I, I agree with that. We're conservationists ourselves, but no, I, I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying it's a religion to them. That that's they want to be well, God of if, the planet. If you have nothing else exactly, to do, which is my point, and you don't know how you got here, but they're like preserve for future generations. Okay, great. Until it all burns up. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Well, I, I want to preserve it for yeah. future generations because I want them to hear about Jesus. This was God's plan. There's a way to explain how you got here, what you're doing here, and, and how you're leaving. But if I didn't have any explanation for that, well, it would have to be a religion. Yeah. What else is there? Right. That's what, what else? You, what else do you have? Maybe Marxism. In the beginning, O oh Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish. They're not going to save it. They will perish, but you remain. You, God, remain. They'll wear out like a garment. You'll roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. Yeah. What a... What a, what a <laughs> The Hebrew writer, when he hit on that one, you're like, well, in the world, boy, that was a thinker. What are you talking about? <laughs> so yesterday I'm watching a... You can't save it because he said, oh, it's wearing out. It's going to wear out like a dishcloth, a used dishcloth, and be gone. But you remain. So we look forward to a new heaven and a new earth. And the men, it's not the one the, the, the men created. It's the one the Almighty said, I'm going to wipe this one away, give you another one. Well, the it, home of righteousness, which have no tears, no pain. But, no, it's, but it's perspective. Hang on, hang on, Jess, let's take a note. Yep. It's perspective, though. It's like 
you think about the time you spend. I mean, this is a terrible illustration for us, but <laughs> a time a lot of people spend like gardening and and having their yard look great. I was going to say, and their, this uh, doesn't apply to the three of us. Well, I'm just going to make a point here. I didn't own a lawnmower for 50 years, and someone said, well, what are you going to do about the grass? I'm like, Frosty it'll just look, fall down on the ground by not, the fall of the year. We don't look, worry about it. I'm for all these things. I'm for recycling. I'm for, you know, having having a nice looking clean yard. up after yourself yeah yeah and i'm for not having pollutants in the oh, air what, good night. You know, yeah. look, look let's do all this however i'm saying you could give your whole life to that and you'd have you could have the most spectacular yard and you've recycled everything and then all of a sudden in like 10 minutes we could have an earthquake a mudslide <laughs> uh the whole state catch on fire heavy rain I, well, I'm just. This place is so volatile. <laughs> it's right. a reminder that look, we can do all this stuff, which we're all for. We're all for this, but you better have a bigger plan in mind because this place is volatile. <laughs> so there's I, meteors coming by. <laughs> How many doomsday movies are there uh, out yeah. there? We're running on the planet. It's a tsunami. It uh, this yeah. this thing is gonna wear out no matter what you do right. or it just explode i mean an earthquake when you see it, it 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 defies what your mind can even process so i'm like yeah let's do all that but if you put your faith and trust in the earth or eliminating climate change or something else is going to happen to the earth and you're yep. not going to be a part of that. I'll hear some expert talking about, you know, this is an existential threat. You know, we've got a 10 years till the planet's going to implode, whatever. And they, they give the stats, the CO2 coming out of here and there. And then yesterday I'm looking at some island, St. Vincent, and there's just a volcano just, I mean, just belching out all this carbon and everything that's coming out of it. And all people could do was get out of the way. Run. Run. And I thought, there's your. How are you going to stop that? I mean, you talk about all your carbon emissions for your. Well, that's country. what I'm saying. I mean, in their speeches, they say, <laughs> "Can you imagine one volcano?" Can that? I've heard them in their speeches say, "Oh, can you imagine if you go back before you know humans screwed up the earth?" I'm like, no, nope, there were still volcanoes going out. There were yep. still floods going on, and yep. I mean, it, this 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 is a volatile place, which all it does is show you that we're perishable, and these things don't last. But if you could get in a real tight relationship and being good with the person who made this. Yeah. Who controls the atoms. Yeah. If you could pull that off. (laughs) Then you wouldn't have to worry (laughs) about it. If there was a person and if you could get in good with this person. If you could pull that off, Jace, you will rest peacefully. Yeah. You won't. You won't. That's my point. Why spend all this time worrying about it? You yeah. can't control it. Once you give that control to the Almighty, you don't take it back. No. Yeah. It's like, I trust that he's going to take care of it. And the other night, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I met down at the southern lair. John and Paul are upstairs. And it literally sounded at 3 o'clock in the morning like somebody, there was a whole group of people on my roof with sledgehammers of hail that yeah. came through on this storm. It hailed at my house, too. Oh, my goodness. And look, I mean, Paula comes running in my bedroom. You know, Lisa had already gotten up. The women are just going berserk, you know. Yeah. And I just kept laying there because I A thought, situation becomes a crisis <laughs> when cattle or women stampede. I knew, I knew that. I knew that quote was coming. So Paula comes in there. And she She's saying something, but, I, I mean, I'm just kind of half asleep because I'm thinking there's no point in getting up. I can't read. You know, it's just hail. And she's like, Lisa, Lisa. And I said, she's already up. You know, we're just yelling at each other. And her and Lisa just look like the Keystone cops. They, they stayed up all night. Well, what's the running around going to accomplish? Exactly. John and I never got out of the bed. <laughs> and I was like, what are you going? It's a hailstorm. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad one. But look, down the street, it's three miles away. So these are these hailstones were about, about quarter size that were hitting my house. It's pretty big. Pretty big. Putting some dents in the car. But about three miles east of me, look, this big. They just, they were out there, local people out there. They're looking at these car, you know, there's all these spring breakers down there at the beach. Look, their car in the parking lot, they're all just smashed. Every back window smashed out. Whoa. Every side window. I mean, look, they were, there were holes in those windshields, and they were as big as softballs. 
And I thought, man, I'm glad I wasn't down here. I mean, I just yeah. missed it by three miles. But I thought to myself, what are you going to do? It's crazy that it's going to come across. Nobody got killed. I mean, if it a really softball is. hits you in the head. All I know for sure is if you research the Bible pretty carefully, you go back in time and between the pandemics and the hail, yep. brings that up, yep. hail and storms and weather and the, the Almighty says, no, well, I'm, I'm the one that controls all that. Yeah. But if you look at it that way, you're like, y'all are right. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a turbulent piece of real estate. <laughs> it is. And and look, but but when you ultimately trust, you know, and that was his point. Some of these other planet planets out around us, uh, they just show you how volatile this thing could get. That's right. I mean, you know, these but at least we can have these life. balls of gas on out there that are planets are going around in a line with us. He said, they're checking them to see what they can find. Mars looking around. Yeah, they got like, the rovers over there on boy, Mars. Boy, they're looking around like, ooh, this, this is one dangerous place or piece of real estate here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think I think in it his— It can be worse, way worse than planet Earth. Worse. I think right? in his sermon, I mean, you just think about some of the, the terrible agendas that he just eliminated. One is when he said in verse 24. Yeah, that's where I was going. That— the God who made the world, I mean, he's revealing this unknown God. He, the God who made the world and everything in it is Lord of heaven and earth, and he doesn't live in buildings built by hands. He that If we just eliminated that from society, yep. to think that God lives in buildings, temples, synagogues, churches, however you want to characterize it, because the church, we know, is made up of people, not because he later on confirms that when he says in verse 29, when he says, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold, silver, stone, or yeah. image made. He he's not. He makes that kind of stuff. He, he's not. That's not where he, and he, as he's do, all by about. By the way, Jace, what would be your answer? Hang on, Dan. Let's take our last break. What would be your answer when he said from one nation... I mean, from one man, God made every nation of on earth. Uh, he did this. He made human beings so that men would seek him. Yep. In other words, he, he made the heavens and the earth. Then he made human beings. Correct. And the reason he made human beings is so that men would seek him mm -hmm. and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. Is he, is he saying, look, I'm going to send you the one that will direct your path. I'm going to send you the way. You know, Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm going to send you the way to reach me through a person. He's going to live. He's going to stay 33 years, 34 at the most. He's going to die on a cross, be buried, raised from the dead. Is he saying just one step of faith? You believe he exists. Start there. And he'll reward you if you earnestly seek him. Is he saying well, I would you can find him, but he's not way off like you don't know who he is. Well, I've sent you written manuscripts on him. I've given you a historical basis of where he came from. You know he's there. You have the history. Why don't you just take the step of faith? Is that what he's saying when he's not far? I think from he's each one saying, which to, the, my answer would be John 1.18 when it says no, because he said, I'm going to, Proclaim to you the unknown God. Yep. So then he gives some principles. He doesn't live in buildings. Well, to them, they're all, that's where they thought he was. Yep. They, oh, mm -hmm. he's in a son of God. This is holy. Yep. This is the holy place. And they're still doing that today. Yep. Then he says, there's no racism. I mean, because he said from one man, he made all nations of men. No well, favoritism. Well, they thought they were the best because yeah. we've had <laughs> all best. this genetically altered, you know, race of people that are the most athletic and the greatest and we're the smartest. And no, we all came from the same place. So forget that. And then he starts explaining how they're getting off, which is going to be the resurrection of Jesus. But. The, to quote the verse, John 1, 18, no one has ever seen God, which is why you were bringing up the faith verse, but God, the one and only Son, which we know Jesus, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. So if in his sermon he's saying, I'm going to 
I'm going to make known what you view as unknown. Yep. I know from John 1.18, Jesus is what makes him known. So that's why he went down that vein when he got to uh, the, the end. And he says he's given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. Well, who's him? That's why their theme was proclaiming Jesus. Right. It, but now look, it, I mean, is, I, is I, it hard for people to get wrap their head around that? You, you're going to explain all life's problem through one person yeah. who was from Nazareth? Yeah. And ain't nothing good ever come out of there, according to them. Right. I think he was saying as well <clears throat> that God is not limited by time and space, whereas their gods and what they knew were limited by time and space. I mean, they created most of them. So I think he was showing the infinite nature of God, that that he's everywhere, and yet he's also somewhere because of Jesus. I mean, that that put him in our proximity. So I think it's both. I mean, because, you know, this relationship in the Godhead with with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is really interesting in, in all the dynamics of God. You it know? really is. I mean, because you think about you think about the ones the Jewish people would have recognized Yahweh. But he's not... Beyond reach is Correct. what he said. He's right. not beyond reach, right? Because well, all these other yeah. things you're reaching and you're clawing, trying to make sense of where where it all came from. Right. What are you doing here? Is there a way out? Like Jason's talking about. Right. I mean, th- that won't answer the question. I mean, he, he's right there in front of you. Right. What is he hiding in plain sight? I guess he is. Remember, his to the Greek audience, he's explaining the whole big picture. The Jewish audience, they get Yahweh, they understand him, but they just can't buy Jesus. Yep. But you remember, so he's got you, two different people looking at him. You remember when Paul via the Holy Spirit wrote in Ephesians four that, and he was explaining, you know, unity in the church or however you want to categorize that. He makes this famous statement, and we all focus on the first two verses where he says, "There's one body, there's one spirit." There's one hope, there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism, there's one God and Father of all. But then he adds a little statement that you're like, well, wait a minute here, that says there's one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. You're like, what? So I think the point is, when he says he's not far from us, you know, okay, one is he's introducing Jesus, but he's also looking at the earth as far as this is all an extension of his power. Whether you believe in him or not, oh, he's in you. Even in people, That's true. you know, when I when I see a doctor or he he could be a non-believer, but whatever skill he has, or you know, I just picked a doctor, but I mean a guy, you know, running a forklift or whatever, whatever people, whatever they can do, I see God in those people because he I believe God created them and he's he's given them their abilities mm-hmm. and their talent, their talent, whether they acknowledge him or not. So when it when he's looking at it like that, he's not far because you actually have been given this, whether you, what mm-hmm. your acknowledgement is irrelevant. And I believe that the same way about space, the earth, the, the stars. I think the, I th- that's what makes all these texts come alive when he's in Ephesians and rightfully so. He said, surely you've heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me. The apostle Paul is talking for you. That is and he says this about four times in a little short space. The mystery made known to me by revelation, he 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 was struck down by the creator of the cosmos. Correct. And and had a little session there. Yep. Like it was made known to me, but it was a mystery prior to his arrival. If you by reading this, then you'll be able to understand my insight into the mystery, there it is again, of Christ, which was not made known to me and in other generations, but it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery, that's three times, is that through the gospel, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together one body. And then he goes on down to the bottom to make plain to everyone that this the administration of this mystery, which for ages past 
was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that through the church, that'd be through the three of us, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers, the authorities, and the heavenly realms. You, you, you get to reading these things <laughs> over over in Colossians. What does he say? He said, uh, uh, I've become its servant, the gospel, by the commission of God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery. Now we're in Colossians. I was reading from Ephesians. That has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but now disclosed to the saints. That's the three of us seated right here. We're like... It's Along like, with a lot of millions of other people. Really? And look, if <laughs> you say that mystery, which it begins to unfold, you're like, so he's not far from each one of us. He sent Jesus to bring us close, but to, bring I, us, but, to bring us as yeah. part of him. Mm-hmm. But, well, you look at it that way, you say, boy, what a mystery that he unveiled 2,021 years ago yeah. when Jesus but showed up. To take Woo! to take your theme, he, he said in 27 of Colossians 1, I'm going to make known the, the mystery of the glorious riches of the mystery, which is Christ in you, mm. which who made God known. You can be part of the, and that's what he was saying in Acts 17. Yep. That's what he you was know, saying. But what, but you have to be searching. The only prerequisite to a human being is you got to be open-minded uh, enough to at least listen <laughs> to the possibility yep. that Jesus is real. In the image of so God. So that's why I think, <clears throat> to Dad's point, I think that's why Paul would always start out in a synagogue in one of these cities. He was an envoy to the Gentiles, but because he was a he had been converted out of Judaism, he wanted them to always hear at least once yep. the truth. Because yep. he he kept thinking, you need to hear what I heard. That's why well, when we look at the unbelieving world Al, now and back then too. It was a mystery. Yeah. Well, here's the newsflash. It still is. That's right, to most. Well, I think here's I'll I'll end with this. I think you know how you have to everybody has to take the ACT uh test to see where you're where you're gonna fit in. Yeah. I'm in, in, in the middle. Life. I'm in the middle. Well look, I think <laughs> we plus. should we should go a global God test. Everyone on the globe should take a test, call it the God test, and there's only three questions. How'd I get here? What am I doing here? And how am I leaving? Everybody goes in there and answers the three questions. And then you you can you can uh you can test it yourself. <laughs> Cause if you don't have a good answer for those three, bump <laughs> find some answers. <laughs> Search. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.